This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, and a good Monday morning to you. It's five minutes after five o'clock on this, the 15th day of April. Farm Director Pam Yonke, glad to be back along with you. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, will be back along with us this week as well. Everybody done with uh, their diversions as far as business conferences and a little vacation. Back on task. Weather-wise, as far as you're planning for today, uh, going to be a little warmer than it was over the weekend. Partly sunny for this Monday. They're calling for 52 as our daytime high. 10% chance of some moisture. Overnight lows dropping to around 40 degrees. Tomorrow even better. 63 under partly sunny skies for Tuesday. Overnight lows down to 47. On Wednesday, we cooled down a little bit with a 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Wednesday's daytime high, around 59 degrees. You know, uh, traveling across the state over the weekend, there are plenty of folks that still see a little of that white stuff around their farm fields. Definitely slowing down momentum as far as spring planting ideas are concerned. But it's nothing like what folks out in South Dakota got hit with late last week. 18 inches of heavy wet snow and 18 hours without power. We're talking about that after 5.30. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, Water Hemp, Ragweed, and Mare's Tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. You know, these folks don't have capes or superpowers, but they are heroes They are Wisconsin organ donors. I'm Pam Yonke. By becoming a donor, it's not just that you become a hero. It's your legacy. It's the lives you touch. Al Reich from Barneveld lost his wife in 2001. Her organ donations touched more than 50 lives, including a young father in Kentucky. Well, lo and behold, her kidney, a doctor said he'd never seen a match like that. It matched every single way, 100%. And uh, he had three little kids, and my oldest daughter said, you know, you know, she was 40 at the time, so it was tough for her to lose her mother, but it would be really hard knowing that you were only eight years old. Al Wright from Barneveld. You, too, can be a hero and leave a legacy that touches lives. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Well, they're counting down the days, I'm afraid, before they're cut loose for the summer recess. It may take them a little while this year. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Obviously, the kids are in kind of the home stretch of the school year. A lot of our FFA activities are kind of moving forward, looking for those competitors that will be on the state scene at the Alliant Energy Center coming June for the state convention. But the innovation that some of these agriculture instructors and their FFA alumni and their students are experiencing in expanding the learning experience in the traditional schoolhouse, very interesting. Scott, you got a chance to find out what one ag instructor and 
agriculture departments doing to try to really expand the horizons of their students? That's right, Pam. Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. Boy, it's every VOAG teacher's dream probably to walk into a school system and have an actual barn to keep their animals in. Well, Lisa Kopp over at the Medford Public School System in Taylor County had that dream when five years ago, five years ago, she took over as the department chairman of the VOAG department at the school. She said, wouldn't it be nice to have a barn? And it happened that a, a, a farm next door to the school buildings came up for sale. The school district, with a lot of community help and donations, purchased that barn, that farm, and they also built a classroom barn on that place. It's every Voag teacher's dream, I'm telling you. And I asked Lisa about what went into that and how that process all got started and where it is today. So I was hired five years ago, and I had a crazy vision that I'm like, oh, within five years, I need a, I need a farm. I need a barn on the school property because the years previous I taught in a different district, I would bring a calf in for the day. I'd bring my horse in for the day. And mind you, I would bring them in the school. You know, so thinking you have a lot of cleanup, and that's not an ideal setting for the students or for the animal. So when I was hired here in Medford, I said, hey, we have enough support in this community. I think we can make it happen. So I dreamt it up, and I got a barn board of people together, and they helped support me in setting the foundation and kind of laying out what would be needed or what would be expected of a facility, and it's grown. So we fundraised, I'd say probably two and a half years ago, we started actively fundraising, and it came very fast. And I'm very fortunate that our community businesses and individuals in the community donated, you know, anywhere from $25 up to $25,000 I received grants for. So it's been a fantastic vision that I'm very blessed has come together. And, you know, not all districts maybe could, could do this. And I'm very fortunate that Medford District, the administration, the community has been very receptive and supportive of it. Well, it was quite a coincidence that there happened to be a barn adjacent to the school parking lot literally a stanchion barn sitting there and there was a house here maybe too a little farm did that catch your eye when you walked drove in that parking lot yeah kind of funny when we were starting the beginning of this project we actually were looking at existing school property to try and squeeze it in on you know talking about a 50 by 50 structure there's a little area on the other side of the school we could have done and then this land ironically came for sale about the same time as the vision and it just seemed like a perfect fit so the stanchion barn is a really neat egg history lesson for students to go hey look at those were gutters those were mangers there used to be a milking farm here where where people would milk cattle you know and the students they don't see that now we've you know we've poured new concrete and put in new pens for our dairy beef that we have in there Um, the house we used for two years as a haunted house and the students had a blast with that haunted house it sure was a lot of work to work with high schoolers for what six nights and through midnight some of them and we raised about seven thousand dollars at that haunted house fundraiser the house has since then been demolished and now we'll use that land for potentially sweet corn or for pumpkins we have a high tunnel greenhouse out front we have plans to do an apple orchard we have honeybees coming this spring so Sometimes I say, Lisa, you know, one thing at a time, but it just is naturally happening, and the students are doing a great job with it all. Talking about that stanchion barn, there's even a 
I said, a wood stave silo sitting next to it. Was that sitting there already or was that something you brought in? Yeah, that silo was existing from the property when it was purchased. And um, we've talked about, or some people have talked about getting rid of it because we don't use it. I'm like, no, no, it's such a visual, iconic symbol of a farm. So we need to get a new top put on it. So looking for uh, the right fit for that and keep it as an image. Um, I keep thinking, too, down the road, it'd be fun to restore that old barn and put the hay mow back on top of it because it was cut and lowered. Um, the roof is new, so it's fine, but it'd be fun to have that old-style barn that you don't commonly see around the area anymore. Now, there was already an existing shop and egg classroom area not far from the main high school building, a few steps away, and that's still being used for your purposes, I, I believe. And then what are you going to bring out here to the, to the barn and the shop shed? I don't know what we call it exactly. I'll, I'll let you call it the, the barn setup. What all do you uh, want to bring out here? So the new facility has my classroom specifically. We also have a second agriculture teacher who teaches halftime. Hannah Rowland is currently in the old egg room or where I was last year. And so the future plans would be to actually add on to this new barn and put a second classroom out here so that she could bring her classes out here. Um, the other egg room that we have is the typical classroom, so it doesn't have any animal labs or stalls per se. But it's, a, it's still a classroom that we can house students in for the hour and talk about different things and they come out to the barn for lab enrichment for her classes you have a handful of steers in the pen right now that i saw how do you get those animals where do those animals come from and what happens to them and what other animals might you be in here with yeah, we're really fortunate. Um, a lot of dairy farmers in the area give me calls. Hey, you want a bull calf? You know, the markets right now, as you know, aren't, aren't very good for them. So we are very fortunate, and we kind of like a Noah's Ark here. We do kind of two of each animal. So we have two, two calves, two dairy bull calves donated. So we go through the shots, the castration, dehorning per se, anything the animal would need. And then we also have a, a year-older steer right now that would be looking to be finished the end of the summer and so I don't know it's kind of a neat variety what we could do with it we've done open houses in the past where we use the animals meat to feed the public for the open house um, the hogs that we have the three hogs we have right now are actually purchased to feed the school lunch on May 7th so the high schoolers will be eating fresh pork from the school barn um, so it depends on the year and kind of who wants it otherwise we sell the animals privately to buyers and um, a lot of students families actually end up purchasing the meat because they they're excited hey mom we should buy this hog you know i raised it all semester i want to eat it you know it's not everywhere that you hear that <laughs> no and not every student's like that you know we do labs you know we're butchering chickens this week or this coming week and um you know not every student's okay with watching that and i'm okay with that but they need to understand the concepts and guess what that chicken didn't come from the store somebody raised it somebody butchered it and it's the skills that you know, maybe we'll get one student out of this semester that wants to go into the butchering industry, or maybe we'll get five of them. But if you don't show them that or show them anything about these jobs, how can we expect them to be interested or stay engaged in the agricultural careers in their future? Cost. About what was the cost picture for this barn? <laughs> well, with any project, I think you start at a number and then they say to double it, right? <laughs> but 
um, we've raised over $200,000 to build the facility that's on the property, and that's not with the property purchasing that the Medford Area School District generously purchased. You know, that's not with the billing grounds and maintenance budgets of helping make a driveway, a walkway out to here, helping with some tree removal. I mean, so there's a pretty pretty penny involved in it. Um, Maintenance-wise, I budget for these things. So the feed... I'm very fortunate the Medford Cooperative here in our town donates the feed for the livestock. And, you know, we don't have a huge farm, so it's a few animals. But boy, oh boy, if you know, feed is the most expensive cost on any, on any farm. And so that is a huge chunk out of my budget that generously the co-op donates. Um, a lot of products, too, like we have a weigh scale for our hogs. We're borrowing that from the Fair, Taylor County Fair Committee. And then they take it back for the summer, which we don't even need it in summer. So it's a great relationship. Um, a lot of the other things, though, I budget for. So, it's you know, it's part of my classroom. Instead of a textbook, I need some halters. Instead of, instead of um, papers and markers, you know, I need dewormer for the cat, you know. So it, it kind of balances out in the end, and I'm pretty lucky that I've written grants, and I've gone around to businesses saying, hey, would you consider donating this or that? And, you know, they can say no. That's not a problem. But usually it's been really well recepted and they see a need for that because if we don't show students about it, you know, there's not going to be a need for that, those jobs in the future. In the end, what group of students is this aimed at? Uh, for now, high school or are there middle schoolers involved too? Uh, you're in a couple of different facilities, uh, not a large school district here, but a little bit larger that has several different facilities. And are you aiming this primarily at high school students and with some maybe cursory touches to elementary and, like, and the like? Yeah, so the location of the barn is really close to the high school. So I have 9th through 12th graders that come out to the barn for classes if they take my electives. And then I also have an 8th grade elective. I used to teach it at the middle school, but since the barn, the 8th graders actually come to the high school barn, and then they get bused specially back to the middle school. So really fortunate that they're able to come to the barn for their 8th grade class and then go back to the other building for the middle school. The elementary, I can actually see from the facility. So we've had a lot of elementary teachers come over and do use the barn for enrichment or for curriculum support. Um, we also have other locations of elementaries in the city that parochial or whatnot, and they've come in and done different things. We've gone into their building with animals. So, um, you know, it's open to everybody. It's open to the public, and I we have a 4-H group coming in to talk about goats in a few weeks for getting ready for the fair. You know, this facility isn't just for me. It's, it's for our community, and I welcome anybody who's interested. They can rent the facility. You know, if they even want to utilize some of our animals with it, they can get in touch with me and, you know, come use it. That's Lisa Cobb, Ag Instructor at Medford High School. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. On the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, I'm Scott Schultz. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. By land, sea, or air, Alaska is beautiful. And guess what? We'll see Alaska all three ways. I'm Pam Yonke. It is time. Make that call. Make that reservation. We've only got a few seats remaining for our Alaska Agriculture Adventure, August 20th through September 1st. Call 800-826-2266 for reservation details or online. FabulousFarmBabe.net, right there on the homepage. Alaska, August 20th through September 1st. 57 Facet Diamond has been around since Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. They're beautiful, and Kessler's sells a lot of them. More than anyone in Wisconsin. 
I'm Monica Kessler. But Alexander Graham Bell never imagined cell phones. Just like the jewelers of yesterday never imagined the Kessler 81 Diamond. 81 windows, not just 57. And every one of those windows is a lighthouse. Shooting beams of light across the room. Delivering hope for tomorrow. And encouragement for today. Your one carat Kessler 81 created diamond. Or your one carat princess cut created diamond. Mounted in white gold. The definitive engagement ring. The classic solitaire. Is yours for just $3,500. For one carat? Other stores would sell this ring for twice that price. Welcome to Kessler's. And congratulations on your engagement. Find the Kessler's diamonds nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com. TDS is about to revolutionize the way you work and play, big time. Our new state-of-the-art fiber optic network will bring area homes and businesses blazing fast internet, robust TV options, and crystal clear phone service. You'll enjoy cutting-edge technology today. And be ready for the bandwidth-busting technologies of tomorrow. It's TDS Fiber. It's big time. Learn more at tdsfiber.com. TDS Fiber services not available in all areas. Subject to availability, terms, and conditions apply. Filling your daily quota of cows and sows, it's the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 522 now as we get rolling on a Monday morning. Time to catch up with Stu Mucker, ag meteorologist who had a little bit of a break last week as well. You know, I, I just had Stan from up in northeast Wisconsin remind me, Stu, about a year ago when uh, northeast Wisconsin got nailed with all that heavy snow. Looks like South Dakota's been the latest victim of those uh, unforeseen, uh, well, I'll say blizzard-like conditions. I hope nothing like that's greeting us this week. Got nothing like that in the picture, Pam. In fact, last year it was Friday night and Saturday of this past weekend where they picked up that 12, 14 better inches of snow. None of that around, although a little snow fell in eastern Wisconsin yesterday as low pressures slipped away to the east. High pressures here now. We have a bright start to the week. But before you think that's a really great sign, I'll mention a warm front trying to build up out of the southwest. Low pressure in Nebraska. A few more clouds. Could be even just a little rain chance late today or tonight, just lasting into Tuesday. More likely Wednesday into Thursday, we'll have more wet weather. I'll have forecast details right after this. Are you growing hemp this season? Give yourself the best shot at a successful harvest by starting out with the best hemp seeds. Stand Fast Farms is selling high-quality CBD seeds and seed starts at very competitive prices. Plant state and federally compliant seeds and seed starts with up to 20% CBD. Plant a hemp strain that has been bred to prosper in the Wisconsin climate. Standfast Farms has the right government-approved seeds at great prices. Contact Standfast Farms. Supplies are limited. Standfastfarms.com. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you, wishing you a safe and successful planting season. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. All righty, Stu, give us that forecast. 
All right, a little morning sun today, but the clouds roll in. A slight chance of rain, very late today toward evening, if you will. Low and mid-50s. West winds will become south today at 5 to 10. Clouds, a scattered shower, an isolated thunderstorm possible, especially in the south tonight. Upper 30s, south winds at 5 to 10. A little rain early tomorrow, mostly cloudy. More likely Tuesday evening into Wednesday, showers and thunderstorms. Oh, about 60 tomorrow and Wednesday, but from late Tuesday into early Thursday, Pam, a good quarter to three-quarter inch rainfall amount, something I think we have to expect. All right. We'll wait on that one. Thank you, Stu. Around uh, the area this morning, Lacrosse, you're checking in with clear skies, currently at 27 degrees. Mauston, you're at 27. Fond du Lac, 27. Oshkosh, 28 degrees. And likewise, Madison is at 28 degrees. Coming up after 530, what does the budget hold in store for extension? I've got details. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hello? Hey, Mike, it's Amy. What's up? I'm heading to work at Kelly's Market. I'm going in early to meet Kim there. She's going to apply for a job. You must really like working there. You're even recruiting your friends now, huh? Well, she needs a job, and Kelly's Market needs good people. But it's a gas station, Mike. That's what I thought. But really, it's a nice modern store with sandwiches, groceries, and things people need, including gas. It's a fun place to work. Every day's different. The customers are great, and I'm always learning something new. Really? Really. Plus, Kelly's Market is growing, and there's opportunities for advancement and raises, 401k, and other benefits, too. You should think about working at Kelly's Market. We're always looking for part-time sales assistants. Associates and full-time assistant managers and managers too and they're great about working around class schedules wow would it be okay if i met you and kim at kelly's market so i could apply too sure or you can apply online at kw-oil.com employees even get bonus money for referring good people if you're hired i get a bonus and then i'll buy you lunch sounds great i'll log on right away thanks mike looking for a great job with good benefits and a solid future kelly's market and equal opportunity employers now hiring sales associates assistant managers and managers in training apply today must be 21 or older depending on location If you've ever tried to blow up a pool raft and get it nice and firm, then you'll understand why most of today's super advanced double pane windows can still be inefficient. Why? Because every window company but one assembles their windows like your cousin Dickie blows up his yellow arm floaties. They blow in the exotic temperature controlling gas through a gap in the panes, then scramble to plug the air hole, fully aware they're being incredibly inefficient in the manufacturing process. And that's why the scientists that put together Elements Windows decided to innovate past Dickey's technique. And instead, when it's time to sandwich the window panes together, with as much hyperinsulating gas in between, they do so in a room that's pressurized and filled with the gas. So the Elements double pane windows end up with more of that Oreo middle that tastes like delicious lower energy bills. And the only place you can get windows this smart, tasty, and energy efficient Genesis Exteriors. Kessler's Diamonds was founded on four big ideas. Number one, engagement ring customers should be able to see every style of engagement ring ever designed and every possible diamond option in one place at one time. And that place is Kessler's. Number two, every customer should get the lowest possible price without having to negotiate. Number three, if you bought it at Kessler's, it's guaranteed. It's just that simple. Even if you lose a diamond, including the center stone, we'll replace it. And all maintenance is free forever. Yes, it really is that miraculous. Number four, and this is the big one, at Kessler's, you will always feel like you're among friends. Because you are. Welcome to Kessler's. Visit Kessler'sDiamonds.com to find the location nearest you. 
and to read what customers are saying about Kessler's. We believe you'll be impressed. Welcome to the Middleton Farmers Co-op, locally owned and operated for over 90 years. To be a member is to purchase from the Middleton Cooperative. This spring, they have expanded the rental selection. Visit the website at middletoncoop.com for a rental list and videos to help you with your landscape projects. They also carry fertilizer, mulch, edging, and bulk landscape materials. Pick it up or they deliver. Stop in to see Unilock pavers and wallstones. Pick up a catalog today and stop to check out the demo areas. Unilock, designed to connect. Middleton Farmers Co-op is an authorized Scott's Lawn Pro 4 Bag Program distributor, and the spreader use is free with purchase. They carry lacrosse forage and turf products. Get your Madison Parks or a variety of forage and seed products from your neighbors at the Middleton Farmers Cooperative. During the month of April, stop in on Pleasant View Road where Diamond Crystal Solar Salt and Salt Pellets are buy five, get one free. Stock up now. Middleton Farmers Cooperative's Do It Best Center. Powered locally. Become a neighbor today. SSS.gov presents the world's easiest to-do list. Done. It's quick, it's simple, and it'll keep you out of trouble and eligible for great benefits. If you're a man turning 18, go to SSS.gov and register with the Selective Service System. Done. It's an easy way to keep the door open to great benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. Go to SSS.gov and register now. Done. See, that was quick. At Sloan Implement, we've been helping farmers just like you for 88 years. Innovative John Deere precision farming technology that'll save you money and time. We have 60 RTK towers covering 12 million acres in Wisconsin and Illinois and 21 specialists located at 20 Sloan locations to assist with your John Deere machinery and precision farming needs. At Sloan Implement, we're farmers at heart too. Power up with Sloan. So, uh, Jack Cohn v. Graham Mertz, um, I, I know they're going to, you know, if you would ask Paul Christ or Evo's case, Barry Alvarez about who the starter is going to be, they would probably say, well, don't forget about uh, Danny Vandenboom and uh, what's the other guy's name again? Chase Wolf. Chase Wolf. Who's but, been looking pretty good right. uh, this spring. Um, I, I mean, does it, is it a, do you say it's just as simple as a two-man competition right now with, with Cohn and Mertz, or is it even a competition uh, because Mertz is a freshman, uh, like h- how does it? What what do you ultimately believe? And I like I don't think they're going to decide anything, or even if they have say anything anytime soon. But how do you think it is being viewed? Is it being viewed as a true open ended, or is it cones to lose, or is it cone? And if Mertz really is this great of a superstar, then maybe it is Mertz. I really feel it's cones to lose because that's the pretty much the mantra of uh, Paul Christ, even when he was here as an offensive coordinator and making the offensive personnel calls. Um, it The most senior guy, it's his job to lose. Now, they're not saying it's a quarterback competition and they're not naming somebody uh, this spring. Uh, and in the past, they've really only done it when they've had a guy who Stop has it. had the experience, the, the guy who's gone and been – the guy already before so i mean really cone hasn't been the guy so you're not naming a starter right now you can say it's not a competition we all know it is totally but right now you're just getting the feel of what you have um now cone has been through spring ball before and mertz is a freshman so right now you're seeing cone getting almost all the ones 
reps I don't think, exclusively. I asked uh, Heilprin yesterday if Mertz has even worked out with the ones. He said yeah. no. He said no. It's all been Cohen with the ones. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're looking at that and you're wondering, you know, outside looking in, what's going on here? Like, is the guy not as good as people thought? But right. I mean, or he's, or he's this, got he's or got a playbook. Made steps. He's got a he's himself. got a playbook to look at too, and he's got to learn and get into that and earn those reps with the number ones after it is deemed that he is up to date enough with that. A playbook. Well, here's everyone. Everyone wants to beg on Cone. Not everyone, but a lot of people <clears throat> wants to say stuff about Cone. But then they say Mertz is so good. Why? Why can't the story be that Cone has made steps to better himself, and all of a sudden he's better than he was last year and better than Mertz? D- everyone it, wants to say Cone's no good. It's all Mertz. Why can't Cone, who's now having more offseason practicing bowl victory, more time with the ones? Why can't he get better then? Yeah, it, there's that. But I, I really feel more so we're looking at the amount of in-game reps he's had at the collegiate level uh, and his familiarity with the personnel and the offense. So, um, yeah, there'll be times where, you know, if it's not this spring in the fall, you'll definitely see it because you need to even know what your backups will do with the number ones yeah. just in case. So, well, that was my question is whether Mertz is the answer or Cohn or anybody else. Don't you want to, I mean, isn't that... Don't you want to see, and not just Mertz, don't you want to see Vandenboom and Wolf? Don't you want to put all these guys with the number ones? I mean, why? what is the logic of only having Cone take it? with the, I mean, what if Cone got hurt in the preseason or in camp? Or Yeah, I mean, know, that, just, that'll happen come fall camp. You'll, you'll see them start to get more rotation with the ones and twos and all that. And uh, once it starts fleshing itself out, then you'll just see the top two guys uh, getting their reps with the ones and twos. And I mean, right now you have uh, plenty of guys on both sides of the ball sitting out, whether it's due to injury or avoiding further injury or, you know, just some people they'll say they're sitting out this spring and you're wondering, well, I mean, I don't ever remember them being injured. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so there's a whole lot of that going on and it's not spring really isn't a good gauge to to like say moving into next season this is the guy because quite frankly come next season it might the, the roster might not even look like that the two deep can drastically change when you bring in a whole class of new freshmen who aren't even all on well, I was campus just say, yet. To be fair to both sides, you know whether it, people are like me hoping it's Mertz or people like him hoping it's Cohen. To be fair, Jonathan Taylor wasn't even on campus at this time three years ago, right? So, and still and two up, weeks before the game, right? This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. 535 now on a Monday morning. If you haven't uh, taken a look at some of the pictures from our adventures in Holland and Belgium, I encourage you to do that. Pop on over to Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. In fact, uh, late in our adventures, I got a chance to post a little bit of a video of a parade. Now, if you've seen the Rose Bowl parade, you know how challenging it can be to put flowers on a float. Well, we were just outside of Kukoff Gardens and uh, found a tulip parade that was in the test run process. You can see the video up on my fabulous Farm Babe Facebook page. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. On this date, back in 1935, the Eastman Kodak Company launched Kodachrome. Now, for some of us, that 
that means something. That was film that you used in your camera. Today, I imagine a lot of young people are only used to digital. Also, on this date back in 1945, the German concentration camp Bergen-Belsen was liberated. That's uh, particularly important for me to note after our uh, travels took us to the Anne Frank House uh, while we were in Holland. A couple Wisconsin notes. On this date back in 1865, Abraham Lincoln died in Washington, D.C. Of course, John Wilkes Booth uh, was convicted of shooting the president. And also on this date, back in 1987, the Brewers got their first no-hitter game. It's kind of appropriate, considering that now we're watching the Bucks advance through the NBA playoffs. If you missed the action yesterday, they beat uh, the Detroit Pistons. Now the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection just reminding folks, be very careful if you are going to try to find NBA playoff tickets for game number two, which will be Wednesday at Five Serve Arena. According to the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, they're asking Buck fans to be very careful on where you're getting your tickets from. The Bucks organization says that you should only be buying playoff tickets from verified sources. Uh, they suggest NBA.com or Ticketmaster as the two notable sources. The Buck, Bucks website also says that if you're holding a counterfeit ticket or tickets with invalid barcodes, you will be denied entry to Fiserv Forum. So be very careful if you're shopping around for tickets to the NBA playoff games Wednesday in Milwaukee that you are not buying from a third party or that you are absolutely sure that those tickets are for real. It's coming up on 538. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, water hemp, ragweed, and mare's tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. Trust me, it's coming. Spring is just around the corner, so why not use this time to get ready for it? Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for McFarland, right there in the heart of Sauk City. 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. And that's a good thing for you, because there's plenty to get done. Okay, spring's just around the corner. How about you get your lawnmower looked at? Get it all tuned up and ready to go. Chainsaws, you know you're going to be using them. Trimmers, oh yeah, if you need to replace it or renew it, they'll take care of it for you. And ag equipment, remember how precious those days are in spring? Get ready now with preseason service. And that way when spring does come, and it will, you'll be ready to go. Check out the showroom with the largest selection of Kubota and Massey equipment indoors all under one roof. Just sit, kick the tires, schedule a demo, whatever you need. They even have one of Fence new 1000 Series tractors on display. That's McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, in the heart of Sauk City. For control of yellow nut sedge and tough-to-kill broadleaf weeds like common lambs quarters and water hemp in your cornfield, Tank Mix Yukon in your post-emergence herbicide treatment. Yukon is the gold standard in knockdown and residual control of yellow nut sedge. With two modes of action, Yukon gives you an easy-to-tank-mix tool that also helps defend against herbicide resistance. To keep your cornfields clean of yield-robbing yellow nutsedge and tough broadleaf weeds, trust Yukon from Gowan, USA.
I know there's plenty of folks around the state not real impressed with Wisconsin weather. There's plenty of white that's still showing on farm fields as uh, close as uh, north of Madison. But it pales in comparison to the weather that farmers have been living with in South Dakota. Over the weekend, there were reports of 18 inches of heavy wet snow about 30 miles west of Brookings, South Dakota. And along with it came 18 hours without power. Jared Toole is a farmer in that area, and he says it's one of the worst uh, storms that his ranch has had to muddle through. Most of the spots where we normally feed were completely covered in snow, and there was, I mean, it was coming down hard all day and blowing that there was no, if we would have tried to clean it out, it would have been filled back in five minutes. That's the other thing. We were out of power for about 18 hours. None of the water tanks, all of them were frozen. So, I mean, the cows, they're being troopers because they had to go without water for a long time. Jared Toole, one of the farmers out in South Dakota battling with Mother Nature, he says so far the calves that he raises, as far as beef cattle are concerned, are wet but healthy. Our calves, for the most part, I just walk through them all and they're wet, but it's it's not super cold outside. So, I mean, some of the ice, a lot of ice that was built up is about half to three-quarters of an inch on everything. So imagine that on all the cows, too. Jared Toole from South Dakota. Typical farmer, though, he says that he feels pretty fortunate despite the 18 inches of snow and the 18 hours of darkness. He says a lot of producers in South Dakota are dealing with even more snow. Ironically, we'll get our latest planting progress report out later this afternoon from uh, the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service. I imagine there's not been a whole lot done, except maybe some uh, manure spreading, things like that. Markets in overnight electronic trade seem to be respectful of the erratic weather we're dealing with. Right now, May corn's up a penny and three quarters. December corn up to 391 a bushel. May beans are up three and a half. November beans up three and a quarter, 931 a bushel. The wheat for May, that's down a penny and three quarters. July new crop down two and a quarter overnight at 466 and a quarter. In the dairy complex on Friday, barrel cheese gained two and a quarter cents to 161 and three quarters. 40 pound block cheese, that was unchanged at 164 and a half. The double A butter also unchanged on Friday, 225 and three quarters. In overnight electronic trade, our May milks unchanged, 1578 a hundredweight. June milks unchanged, 1583 a hundredweight. Once we get to July, we're in the $16 money. July milk right now at 1612, August at 1633, September milk, 1651. We hang on to $16 money through the end of calendar year 2019. Coming up next, got to keep an eye on what's happening down at the State House. The state budget continuing to be discussed. One of the items that has been included in Governor Tony Evers' proposed budget is restoring approximately $4 million in state funding for the university extension system in the state. That's not just the specialists that are on the UW-Madison campus. That also could serve some of our county extension positions. I'm talking about it next with Dr. Carl Martin, Dean of the University of Wisconsin Cooperative Extension. That's next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We went to Chalmers Jewelers because we wanted to get engaged. We chose to shop at Chalmers because it was a local family-owned jeweler. Uh, We were looking to identify and design a custom engagement ring. They communicated well with us, and 
They were very friendly and down to earth. Scott was actually in the jewelry store each time we were there, each visit to customize the ring, each time we went to check on the status of the ring when we picked up the ring, when we went to pick up the paperwork for our diamond. He was there every time, which was great to see, and he remembered who we were. It was a complete shock. I didn't know the ring was done, and he lunged across the living room to propose on his knee, and no one knew it was coming. She just took the ring and put it on her finger. (laughs) She was surprised and speechless. (laughs) I love it. I love looking down at my hand every day and knowing that we spent the time putting it together and picking out the diamond together and making it exactly how we wanted it. And Madison. Are you growing hemp this season? Give yourself the best shot at a successful harvest by starting out with the best hemp seeds. Stand Fast Farms is selling high-quality CBD seeds and seed starts at very competitive prices. Plant state and federally compliant seeds and seed starts with up to 20% CBD. Plant a hemp strain that has been bred to prosper in the Wisconsin climate. Standfast Farms has the right government-approved seeds at great prices. Contact Standfast Farms. Supplies are limited. StandfastFarms.com. Be the light. That's my motto. Hi, I'm Scott, proud employee with EverReady Electric for over 20 years. We want you. Yes, you. We're hiring for journeymen or master electricians. Full-time with a hiring bonus of $1,500. Why? Well, we get that transitioning from one job to another has costs. And we're here to support you in a new comfort zone. Join our team and apply online. Or call and ask for Linda. She'll amp you up. We're EverReady. Chicken, sheep, and cows, oh my. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Rolling towards 6 o'clock now on a Monday morning. Hey, listen, how did you like the Craig Morgan show on Friday night in Wisconsin Dells? Even while I was uh, traveling, I got uh, some messages on Facebook from some of the folks that were concerned about being able to make it to the show because of the weather. If you got there, how'd you like it? Let me know. You can either go ahead and leave me a message, call me toll-free, 877 877- 301 farm that's 877-301-3276 or you can leave me a message on our fabulous farm babe facebook page let me know what you thought of the show if you've got pictures go ahead and share those i know that some of the uh, selfies that we uh, use to select ticket winners were also put up on uh, stage or in overhead projections during the concert so hopefully you got a chance to take a break from chores enjoy a night out with craig morgan as they paid tribute to our wisconsin farmers especially our dairy farm families at uh, the palace theater on friday night up in wisconsin Dells. let me know how you liked it all right as we roll towards six o'clock this morning we got to remember that right now at the state house they are considering governor tony evers Proposed budgets. Now, obviously, there's a lot of discussion yet to unfold, but one item that is catching the attention of many is the possibility of restoring almost $4 million worth of funding from the state to support the University of Wisconsin Extension's Cooperative Extension Division. Now, in the past, that $4 million cut meant that there were about 210 positions that got cut across the state and a lot of uncertainty on what was going to be happening at the county level as well as the state level with some of our extension specialists. I got a chance to visit with Dr. Carl Martin, Dean of the University of Wisconsin Cooperative Extension, about the budget situation, what he sees, what he hopes for, and what people need to have to understand when it comes to staffing extension across the state. 
we had to make a lot of adjustments. We had about a $4 million cut four years ago, and we've had to make adjustments both, as you say, at the campus level, but then also out in the counties. Um, we've stabilized our counties. We have about 210, 220 positions around um, the state. Part of our new structure is to have um, regional specialists supporting. So if there's a regional, let's say a four-county area, and you have um, dairy as a primary area, primary interest locally, primary um, uh, business product from that area, uh, we're looking at putting specialists in place to support that type of um, that type of need, whatever that need need may be. It may be dairy, maybe it's vegetable crops in parts of this, in central Wisconsin. Maybe it's around egg water issues in northeast Wisconsin. Um, so we're working now locally with our counties to identify what are those specialist needs around the state. And that's designed to support the, you know, the transfer of that information from the university to address issues on the ground. We're also, um, you know, cut back on our specialist support on campus, um, and we are trying to identify what are the priority positions we need to fill there. Again, just understand we don't have the level of funding we've had in the past, so we've had to make some of those very difficult decisions. I am very heartened by the support we've seen over the last couple of years. Um, you're not hearing people say we should cut extension. They're saying we need more. We need more support. We need. We want more support locally. We want these issues addressed. And that's really what we're trying to do in extension. Now, the, some of the regional specialists that you're talking about, though, I want to make very clear, do not sound like they're agriculture-based. But you said that's all in response to the way rural communities have changed. Yeah, and it's really based on what communities need. Um, you know, if you go to northeast Wisconsin, should we have a dairy person in northeast Wisconsin? Probably not. Forestry is the primary product there. You know, that may be a type of specialist that we would look. I'm not saying that for sure. We're going through an analysis to understand that. Um, but then if you look at, yeah, mental health could be an issue. And mental health could actually be an issue around the egg. Maybe that's something that's actually maybe a statewide type position. Working with mental health, with our farmers, with our farm families. We all know of a lot of tragedies. Obviously a very difficult time for the farm economy in this state and for the farmers. And how do we support those farmers? and those farm families to avoid you know, what I would consider the ultimate tragedy of suicide or even worse, a homicide type situation. We don't want to get to that point. We want to be out there working with um, the farmers, with the producers, with the consultants to make sure we identify those issues and address those issues the best we can. Now, Carl, for somebody that is old school and uh, just feels very entrenched and uh, very dependent on extension through the course of their career. What can they do in this process? You said you're engaging with, you know, counties across the state to try to help build this model. What can the user do? Yeah, I think um, it's important to reach out to your extension office if you identify a need and you have a need out there. Work through your elected officials. Um, I think it's important for our elected officials to understand what the needs are out there. Um, and it's important for our elected officials. It's also important for me and extension to understand it to make sure we're meeting those needs. We don't want to be investing in something that's not useful. That's not going to help the citizens of the state with whatever issue they may be dealing with. So the more we hear about that, the better we are able to respond. Do you have any kind of methodology or formula, Carl, that you've got to be uh, watching a little bit on campus. You know, like you said, um, cranberries are a valuable industry, but may not touch a lot of people as far as individual growers. There's a lot of those specialist positions that are like that. Is there any kind of methodology or formula that you've got to be respectful of on that? Yeah, and we have to look at all the criteria. You have to look at, you know, what is the data? And we do that when we start looking at, um, you know, even a local um, agent type yep. position. 
you know, obviously Green County, dairy, uh, and crops, those are the primary areas. You get to other parts of the state, and maybe it is cranberries. Maybe it's the vegetable crops in the Portage, Washera County area. So it's really identifying that local need and working with constituents to make sure we're filling that. When it comes to campus, then you have to look statewide and what do those uh, specialist positions, uh, what needs are they meeting, really from an applied research. Those are a little different positions and that they're providing the research, the on-ground research um, that's being used a lot of times by the county mm -hmm. um, educators to deliver that information to the farmers. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, this process seems like it's been going on for a while, mm -hmm. Carol. Nobody knows that better than you. Does it feel like we're getting some resolution? Because there were a lot of counties that were yep. confused, holding back budget, then tired of holding back budget, uh, positions that were eliminated, yep. now vacancies that are still remaining. Are we kind of getting our bearings? Yeah. I, I think we're, we're getting our bearings. Um, I'm happy to report that um, every county signed their contract by the end of the calendar year, which was really helpful for us. Um, that's never happened before. So we've been working closely with counties. They realize that we're, we're having some budget constraints. Um, and they've been working very closely with us. We've tried to fill. We filled over 100 positions in the last 16 months. So we've been working on filling those county vacancies. Um, are we all the way there? No, we're still um, we're running into funding challenges. I'll be honest. We just you know, 90% of our budget goes to people, and you know, increased costs for labor um, plus our reduction in funding four years ago has really hampered us from fully implementing some of those regional positions that I've talked about and some of those specialist positions on campus. That's Dr. Carl Martin. He is the dean of the University of Wisconsin Extension Cooperative Service, and he says right now they're waiting. They're watching and they're encouraging people that have uh, relied on the university extension system across the state to sound off with their elected officials on that proposed nearly $4 million worth of funding that would be restored to the cooperative extension system. Now, remember, there's been changes because of those budget cuts. Uh, Dr. Martin pointed out that now they're using Madison as kind of the hub for all extension work, putting specialists in place on the UW campuses, both Madison, River Falls, and Platteville, and then likewise acting as a hub for some of those specialists that he was talking about on the district level that could be scattered across the state. Will we go back to having every county office with full staff, your county dairy and livestock agent, your county crops and soils agent, your county 4-H agent, those kinds of things, that is yet to be determined. So again, if you've got particular thoughts or visions on how Wisconsin's extension service should look in the future, and now that we've got the attention of the governor with more funding possibly on the docket, make sure that you are talking to your elected officials about that. We'll be talking tomorrow with our man Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. And like I said, let me know what you thought about the Craig Morgan concert and check out our, our pictures from our Holland Adventure, Fabulous Farm Babe, on Facebook. It's 555. This is the 5.55.